When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast World Cup special. Premier League action is on pause. As you all know, the World Cup is here. And as you should all know, the round one of fixtures in the group stages has been completed. So we're back again to touching on the fixtures and the results and the current circumstances around the World Cup, whether the favourites have changed and looking to our teams in the sweepstake. If you don't remember the teams we've got in the sweepstake, then watch the last show and you'll know. Um, but you'll get a reminder throughout this show as well. But first and foremost, I think we start with England. But before that, let's welcome the regulars to the show, Jordan, Lee and James. How are you guys doing? 8, 8.30 a.m. stream today, Friday. We all good? Morning, I, yes. I, I, I compromised by half an hour, you know, rather than 8 in compromised. the morning. Compromised. You know I mean? <laughs> oh, thank wow. you, Jordan. It's all down to you then. Is it like we've got the extra half hour? <laughs> Uh, really he, he came half an hour in my direction, whereas I came uh, 11 and a half hours his direction. Oh, right. <laughs> so, we'll get in there, James. We'll get in there. Basically, I didn't get saying it, just like I just got half eight in the morning. Like, you know what I mean? So there you go. It gets like that. It gets like that. Well, we do have to do it each and every time the round of fixtures is done. Um, so I believe the next round of fixtures is done on Monday. So look out for the pod on Tuesday and so on after round three. Last 16, quarterfinals, semifinals, and obviously the final coming up, I believe, Sunday, was it 18th of December? But there's still a little while to go, a lot of football to be played. Let's start first and foremost with England, emphatic win. And not only an emphatic win, but the Arsenal star boy is the star of the show, man of the match. Um, His sixth man of the match for England in 14 appearances. And, you know, off the back of the Euros last year, he's won English team's men's player of the year. He's won the first man of the match award at the World Cup for England. He's got two goals and England also dispatched to them with a 6-2 win. Lee, let's start with you. Um, obviously, we all watched the game. How are you feeling? Yeah, like, listen, I think um, first and foremost, I've just got to praise Jordan. He made some very, very good points about the England um, uh, set up and the way it went. And... Um, was proven right. I think um, the team that he picked, um, whether you whether you liked it or not, it done the business. And then as the 
as the World Cup games progressed, I thought it was more and more impressive. I have to say, I think we dispatched them um, really, really well. Other teams have struggled, um, let's be honest, uh, but England made it look easy. Um, and everybody then was saying, oh, that Iran weren't that good and whatever. But other teams have proved that if you're organised, and that, we just broke them down early and played really, really well. I think that, um, you know, I, I'm going to say it now. I, I think that you have to give uh, Jordan and, and Mr Southgate a little bit of credit because he, he went with the players that, uh, you know, um, listen, if you go on current form, and let's be honest, if we go on current form and things like that, Mason Mount and... Um, uh, Maguire and uh, uh, Sterling wouldn't have been nowhere near that England team. I thought they all contributed. And Mason Mount, pr- pr- perhaps not as much as the others, but I still thought he had a good game. Uh, Sterling looked back to his England best. I, I don't know what it is, why he doesn't produce that club club football. Maybe it's a different uh, environment. He's got the confidence Southgate's got in him. And I thought it was a really, really good performance. Um Substitutions coming on, you know. You know, you look at Brazil and you think, right? Oh, yeah, they've got fantastic players coming on, and they have. But so have we. You know, Rashford coming on, Grealish, you know, Foden. They're, they're yeah. top top players, and uh, I thought, you know, if you if you want to be picky, and and we are on here. Let's be honest. You you would say about the goals conceded because we're the same when Arsenal conceded a couple of goals. Yeah. You know, when we win three or four, we go, oh, we want we kind of want to keep a clean sheet. Me and Jordan are very much into that. Uh, that's the only thing that we've got, got in common is clean sheets. We like <laughs> our uh, we like our clean sheets, um, and um, I, I, you know that would be the only disappointment. But but I, I think you have a look at these games when teams not you know it doesn't matter where you go in youth football in 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 amateur football or whatever like you know if you, it's always ten one eight one eight you know, like 6-1 or 6-2. There's always that little lapse. And I think maybe it was more of a lapse of concentration, you know, when you're on top so much that you just switch off a bit. But all in all, fantastic. And, oh, I've got to say, Saka. Uh, Saka and Bellingham, wow. Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? 19 years of age and 21 years of age. Wow, what a performance from Bellingham. And I, I think he was probably... Man of the match, I think, really, if I'd be honest, I think it's hard to pull out both. I think if you <clears throat> I look at it from a midfield perspective, I thought, you know, 19 years of age, dominating the midfield was unbelievable. But Saka, well, I, I thought he was unbelievable as well, like, you know. And, and I think now, I don't know, Jordan may argue with this because we did have that conversation last time about three guaranteed players and uh, and um that was, um, or oh, two, sorry, two, which was uh, Shaka and Partey. But I think Saka is going to be a, a regular in this England team now. I do after that performance. I can't see him being left out. And by the way, I thought um, of those three that are, I think are starting now, Saka, I, I was so impressed with Partey yesterday when I watched him and uh, uh, just showed his class. Shaka as well and, and Saka. And I think that they're just that little bit, you know, Classy the three of them, and um, you know, second now, I think is going to be a regular for England, yeah. I assume so, I expect so. Um, to be honest, it was, it was, it was funny that it was, it was a debate heading into the tournament when you see how important he was in the Euros last year and mm. how he's kind of kicked on from there in confidence and maturity. Jordan, let's go to you next. Um, touching on a couple yeah. of the points you made in the previous show and, and how England have fared since, 
Yeah, um, I think I've, I've got to give credit to, to, to James. Um, he, he was one that um, mentioned that it was looking like Saka was going to be starting um, for England against against Iran. He did. Um, I, I repeat what I said in the last pod. I don't think it would have been the biggest controversy if Foden would have started rather than Saka. But Saka's had a really good season. And I think Saka's... Um, I'll start with Saka. I, I just think... I just love him. I just love Saka. I just think he is enjoying his football. I think he's he's a he's a he's a great talent that's got so much more to go. I think he really believes in what he's doing under both his managers, Arteta and Gareth Southgate. Um and, and I agree with Lee. I, I I think it's his place now to lose. I I think Foden's got to really do something insane when he comes off the bench to really even try and dislodge Bakaya Saka. I think the other players like playing with Saka as well. Um, I'd like him to be a little bit more aggressive. If I'm being super uber picky, I think I think there's an aggression that I I think he can that he can um, increase on. But I I think he was he was brilliant. And again, agree with Lee. I think the toss up man of the match, it, it could have been Saka. Yeah. I'm quarters with Saka, but Bellingham in the middle of the park I thought was great as well. I think in the middle of the park is the hardest place to play. I think that's the that's the most difficult position to play in, in my opinion, where Bellingham plays. And I thought he was brilliant. Um, I wouldn't be, you know, Jordan, if, unless I was a little bit, um, uh, you know, a, a little, brought a little bit of realism to the party. Uh, it's Iran. It's Iran. Okay, you can only beat what's in front of you, but it, let's see when they're tested against real opposition. Because although Iran, I think, are ranked 20th in the world, which actually is quite high <laughs> when you think of how many nations there are in the, in the world rankings, they're, they're, they're not great. Having said that, I'm sure we'll get to it maybe shortly. I've got a feeling they might get something out of Wales tonight. I've got a feeling that it, I'm not convinced Wales win win this game tonight. But but just you know, Iran aren't world beaters. But England England did, did did their job. I thought the first half or the first half an hour or so before they got the first goal, I struggled to see where the goal was going to come from because the tempo from England I thought was quite slow. It was it was it was really it was everything that people who don't like Southgate say about Southgate's team. It was a bit pedestrian. It was a little bit sideways. I, I couldn't quite see where the energy was going to be coming was was going to come from. I thought England would win the game, but I didn't see six goals coming. I think once the first goal yeah. came, as we saw, the floodgates open. So yeah, big, big up England. Really good start. Um, and I think yeah, I think they'll beat America tonight. So that that that, that for them is them qualified into, into the next round, which I think is important. You want to go into that Wells game, in my opinion, with it being a dead rubber. Just win the win the game against America tonight, and 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 that third game you can maybe rotate, rest, try a few things out. I don't know, but um, w w tonight's game is really important just to ensure that, that third game for England anyway. There's there's nothing on it. James, uh, you know a lot of English fans weary of Southgate heading into this tournament. Form wasn't great, um, playing style, performances heading leading into the tournament. But he kicks off with a great victory and, and a comprehensive one. I know Jordan mentioned the performance and being a bit pedestrian at times, but a 6-2 win. You know, Lee is mm. right to mention the two goals conceded as well because on another day, a better team, you know, you're looking at it, it, it from a more defensive perspective and conceding two isn't great at all in any fixture. Obviously, better in one, you score six than in one, you only score one. But yeah, 6-2, James, talk to me. Well, Lee and Jordan have started a nice chain. Uh, so I feel like I should carry it on and give you credit, Turkish. I'm not sure what I'm giving you credit for, but just you know, it's, it's <laughs> so you know, waking up at waking up at half eight to do the pods. 
There, I'll yeah, I'll give one. you credit for that. There we go. That's nice. If you can just think of a nice point for Lee, it might be tough, but then we could bring it. Oh, to that's us, fucking uh, yeah. You're <laughs> a nice way to, good luck with that. Nice, <laughs> way, nice way to get the pod going in the morning. Um, uh, England really impressed me. England, France, and Spain. I think are the standout three of the of round one. Um, I yeah, yeah, gotta give credit to Southgate. Can't think of any for Turkish. I'll give some Southgate. Um, no, he, <laughs> he, he went with um, he went with Bellingham in midfield, and look, he could easily give the minutes to Phillips because he's clearly fit if he's taken him. He could easily give it to Henderson. He could even give it to Gallagher, who's got a few more years Premier League experience or something on him, whatever he might point towards. But he's gone for the really exciting option, the most complete midfielder I think we've got in the squad, the most exciting talent behind Bukayo Saka. Well, let me put that in there. Um, <laughs> he, he, you know, and, and, and fair play to him. I thought England were expansive. Now, I think Southgate and Fem showed at the Euros that actually against certain teams, he's happy to open it up a little bit and, and trust the back four and go for it. Um, if we face Brazil or France or whatever, he might go to a back three, but... Is that the worst thing in the world? I, I've always felt that this squad is talented enough to go punch for punch with teams, but I don't know. He's got he's done so well in terms of getting to a semi final, the final Southgate. That I'm sort of done forcing that argument too much. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more. It's the US tonight. Um, that will be very interesting because I think I think they've got I think they've got real quality actually. I like players like Aronson, Rocker. No, no, not Rocker. Um, I think it leaves players now. Uh, um, Adams. Adams in midfield, yeah. Um, Weir who scored, so we'll see. We'll see what threats they pose. I think they'll be ones that can maybe catch you out a little bit more if you are open or, or you're a little expansive or something. So we'll see. Um, but I, I think a, a key for England will be the pace they have in players like Sterling and Saka. Um, you know, you look at what Mbappe did the other day, even Spain for all the brilliance they've got technically Ferran Torres can run in beyond um yeah. Asensio can get in beyond um yeah they've got players who can break the lines watching Argentina you know they kept getting caught offside um and actually really should have been through a 4-0 up with, with the space that's in behind they should have taken advantage of that but actually it was a little condensed with Di Maria Messi Gomez yeah that's kind of what God Jordan what are you gonna no 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 so I was, I was gonna wait I was, I was gonna wait until you finish up oh before. sorry well, I, I thought you were gonna. I, th I thought you had a point with that, but, but um, I was gonna cut in. That's what you're thinking, though, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that might be a big difference. Is have you got that kind of raw pace and behind? Um, you know, to to so when those tired legs come into play, or or just something, just players who can mix it up a little bit because it it has been a fairly flat round one don't get me wrong we've had some great upsets with, with Japan and Saudi Arabia but I'm not on the edge of my seat with this football right now um, and rather than think that it's a bad World Cup because I don't think it is I'm going to say it's because Arsenal have been so bloody good that uh, I have to readjust what is kind of the Your standards have gone up is that what you're saying yeah why not why not why don't we credit <laughs> Arsenal for why I'm not quite on the edge of my seat with the World Cup. But, you know, what Saudi Arabia and Japan did, especially, these aren't just upsets where they got a goal, maybe a penalty and then sat back. They went 1-0 down. Both, you know, both Saudi Arabia mm. and Japan. Um, and showed real quality. Again, no scrappy goals. Not, this is 
real quality to to then go on and win those games and cause those upsets. So that's been really entertaining. Um, but anyone who thought France were going to have problems with their injuries, I think that's been put to bed. France are really, really good. Yeah, they did. Jordan, what was you going to say? I just wanted to briefly add, just going back to England, first of all, the two goals conceded. That 6-2 was very reminiscent for me of the Man United 6-2 defeat to Man City this season in terms of, yes, letting in two goals towards the end you know, against Iran isn't great. Mm. But first of all, I think the game was won and there was a, a level of like, well, the game's clearly won. When you're 6-1 up, whatever it was, your, your level drop, drops a little bit. And that penalty wasn't a penalty. It, it wasn't, for me, it's not a penalty. The, mm. the, the one that Iran got. And conversely, you know me, Turkish, I'm not one for wanging on about penalties that weren't given, I, I, I referees, I'm not that guy. But that Harry Maguire foul, I mean, even me, I was like, wow, how the hell did that not get given? That was yeah. an absolute shocker. So although on the face of it, 6-2 looks like they've conceded two cheap goals and you can say, okay, you know, better teams may, may punish them even more. I think it's a slightly skewed 6-2. It wasn't a real 6-2 in, in, in my opinion. And it, it could have been seven or eight, you know what I mean? If the penalty had been given and other chances were taken. So as much as, as Lee says, I'm a bit of a clean sheet freak. That sounds that sounds really bad. Well, um, it's not a bad thing to do. <laughs> although I'm one for, for for not letting in goals, um, I think the two goals let in was slightly. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna, I just yeah. I'm gonna leave one from you taking the attention away. So wanging on about those. Kids. No, 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 no. Wanging a while with Tom. No wonder he's got clean sheets and all that. <laughs> Or not, as the case. Oh, 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 I don't want to go down that route. I'll tell you that. Man. Well, listen. I want to ask you guys: Has after the first round of fixtures, first and foremost, has England's chances increased for you? Are you looking at them in a different light? James is yeah. nodding there. Yeah. Yep. He's also nodding. Jordan's shaking his head. No, I am. I I, I feel that watching watching the games as as predicted. I know you can't go too much on the first games, and I, I, I get what um, James is saying that the, the the World Cup's not great, but it never really is in the old group stages. It? it just it's the same as the Champions League. You don't really get going until the knockout stages. So it's it's a football feast, isn't it? But at the end of it, you know, it's 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 not knockout football until till the last sixteen, and uh, I, I think then it then it changed. But at this moment in time, again. You know, everybody hyping on about teams like Germany. Germany were poor. I've got to say that, you know, if England... Were Their 11 doesn't look that, great either. Say again? Their 11 doesn't look great either. No, I mean, no, no it just, just doesn't thought... look right. Just, just doesn't look right. And if England were to come up against them and lose to them, I'd be more than disappointed. What what I think that England, have, what I've seen is that the one thing that's encouraging me about England is... And I, I know it's only one game. Is that I thought, oh, look, Maguire's not going to be any good. Um, Sterling and, and all that. They, they sort of turned up. So it'd be interesting oh. to see how far they go with when they have when the likes of Maguire hasn't got the minutes under his belt that other other teams have. But do you know what? I, I, I say that about. It, it, let's be honest. If Ronaldo, if you went on form, would Ronaldo be in Portugal's team? And there he is, you know, playing, playing, and, and and contributing yesterday. So sometimes it's not not about form; it's what you know you've done in international glory and past and everything like that. And that's what we've done. I I honestly think that 
as much as England have impressed me, there's a lot of other teams. Argentina, come on. Yeah. How poor was that? You know what I mean? If England were doing, if England done that and put in that performance, the offside things, and that was like, you know, that we would be hammering them. They were awful. I'm going to say that now. They were awful. Um, I, I looked at Brazil yesterday. I didn't, I didn't I, I, I'm going to let this say, it. you know, their star player was, was from, from down the road. I wasn't that impressed with them yesterday where I could say, wow, I, I, they were great. You know I mean? They, they, I, they, they, they played a good a good side, though. All the other big nations yes, yes, arguably just, had weaker opposition, whereas Brazil, yeah, Serbia that, are a good side. So yeah, yeah that, that's, that's, that, that's, well. that's a fair point. They were probably the better side out of, of, of all, all the teams. And, and and if you was Brazil, you'd be looking at it. And, and if that was, say, England, you'd be saying, that's a good start. You know what I mean? That's, mm. the, you know, clean clean sheet, 2 nil, probably out there. But I... I Maybe because you're hyped up and looking forward to Brazil. I've seen some fantastic Brazil times in teams in my time. You always have that little bit of excitement for Brazil, but they, they, I wasn't that overly impressed with them yesterday. Like you know, where I think, oh, they've got players here and players there. You know, but you look at their squad and it's very, 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 very strong. So now, for me, I think England are going going for it. If I would say who's the best team so far, you'd probably say. England, I think, like just just nipping it over uh, a seven nil Spain, but you know that's what you want to do. You want to set a marker out first game, and uh, England have done it. And I I think that they're very much it. But I've I've looked at a couple. I, I don't think I'm going to say it now. And I said it for the last few. The, these teams now are not as strong. The, the the big nations are not as good and as strong as like they were a few years back and over the years. I'm sorry. And do you know the one thing that they all lack and the one thing that Argentina lack and I think even though, you know, slap me around the head if you don't, you know, with Spain, there's seven goals. I still don't think they've got a proper, proper striker. These teams look very, very blunt at the end of the, of the, of the final third. Where England... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And, and and probably Brazil have got it in abundance. Yeah, the, you the, mentioned. The, no. Sorry, no. So you, you go, you go, you go. Sorry. Well, if if it's a, something on that subject, you might as well go ahead. Yeah, I'm just going to say. I mean, that that and that's the reason why I nodded and said that I'm not anymore. I don't feel that England. I don't feel they've got a better chance now than I did before the game because I always thought England would go deep. And Lee's point there about the nations. There's not a there's not a scary nation out there. The, 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 these big footballing nations aren't the ones they were ten years ago. Apart from Brazil, maybe France. Uh, I think England beat Germany. I think England beat Holland. I think England beat Portugal. I think England beat 
Um, give me another big team. Um, uh, Spain. I think they beat those teams. They could also lose those teams. But for me, 10 years ago, all those nations, I would not be saying that. The only team where I think ah, Brazil and France could. And I, I think England beat France. I really do. So I don't, I'm not any more confident about England's chances now than I was before the game. Do you know mm. what I mean? I think some of the results that I've seen since the since the England the England win have just reinforced that there's no team that I think England should be like. We have to avoid them. I'm not saying those teams can't beat England because they can. I'm just saying that England can also beat those teams. Um, yeah, yeah. And 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 to Lee's point as well, just briefly about um or to your question about are we feeding the World Cup yet? I, I'm not yet. I'm in the James camp. But to Lee's point about normally it doesn't start until the knockout phase. With the last two World Cups, the group phase have actually been quite good. The, the last two World Cups, the group phases have been actually quite exciting, if you, if you remember. But I, I take Lee's point, overall, normally, it doesn't really get going until you get to the knockout phase. But the last two World Cups, that actually hasn't been true. But no, I take we can, can touch on the other teams that, that were mentioned in terms of starting the tournament on fire, you might say. Um, England's already been mentioned. Spain's been mentioned. But I want to touch on France next because there's a familiar face there getting some plaudits. Um, he's equaled Thierry Henry's French record, um, Olivier Giroud. Um, but on top of that, it's not only about him. France did kind of come back in, uh, and win the game comfortably, convincing performance. Not the best opposition. But let's touch in on good old <clears throat> Olivier um, and yes. his career because... He's, he's made something of it and, and you know, um, not too long ago, he was Arsenal's main man. A lot of us wanted him as the backup man. Instead, we moved him on for Oba and Laka and we know how that story ends. But yeah, talk to me, James, um, France's victory and Olivier Giroud matching Thierry Henry's record. Um, yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because... It feels like the record should belong to Henri purely on a level of player, but that's not fair. Olivier Giroud's put the work in and has got the goal. So, well done to him. Massive well done to him. Um, and and what Giroud has done, especially for France, I think, is um, very much play the role that is need, that he was needed to do, which is yeah. allow Mbappe, Griezmann, Dembele, whoever it might be, to play off him. Um and I've never questioned his work ethic. I've never questioned his desire. You know, I, I remember I noticed it, especially when I'd watch Arsenal live at the Emirates, you know, how much he's manhandled Giroud in games. You know, it was always, because he was so big, he'd kind of get more the other way. And, it, you know, he'd be forever fouled in games. And he was always, always up to the task. He'd always put himself in the right place. And he'd always work unbelievably hard. And I think he's actually improved as a finisher over time because his game wasn't about explosiveness and wasn't about pace and wasn't about quick feet. Actually, I don't think hitting his 30s was ever you know, going to begin a decline necessarily. Um, he's only got wiser, stronger, more clinical, probably calmer. Probably doesn't feel this pressure to like make a load out of his career. He's won all these unbelievable accolades and could just enjoy his football. Um but I also don't want to rewrite history. And I feel like we do this sometimes, at least the Arsenal fans I interact with, um, and sort of say, yeah, you know, maybe we didn't appreciate him enough and maybe we didn't this, that, the other. I don't know how each individual appreciated Giroud in their own way. But for me personally, I always felt a good player, 
can score goals, can definitely yeah. contribute. But for where we wanted to be, and let's not forget, he was very much there during the top four, but we want to kick on time. You know, yeah. we needed more. We absolutely needed more. And it's funny because now we've got Jesus who hasn't scored for nine games. Now, if Giroud had done that, there'd be a load of discussion around it. But look at what we're getting Facts. out of Jesus when he's not scoring. Look at the ability to pull wide, take three players out of the game, set it up for other people. Make, you know, that Wolves goal. We win that Wolves game, I believe, because of Jesus and what he does to open the pitch up and make it happen. And with Giroud, it did feel a little bit like, well, what are we getting if he's not putting it in the back of the net? At the same time, he's also one of those players you can score a goal out of nothing because that was a set piece. He might get his head on it. So that's all I can really say on him, that I'm happy for him. And um, well done to him because he, he's had a fantastic career and played for some great clubs and won some amazing trophies. But I don't want to rewrite history and, and sort of now say that, you know, he was always the right guy for us or, or maybe we didn't appreciate him. He didn't hit the level we really needed. Yeah, I think we've got, generally, the majority of the fan base definitely appreciated Giroud. There was just question marks over whether he can be the striker to lead us to better days. And and like you mentioned about just making top four, we wanted more than just top four. And that's where the question marks came in about Giroud. Um, as uh, you know, I think we all, a lot of us at the time, for great backup striker, you know, we're relying heavily upon him as the main man. But if we had him as an option, a rotation and someone else in front of him, then I think, you know, you appreciate Giroud a lot more, but generally, I don't know. I remember us appreciating him quite a bit. Jordan, you got your hand up there. I, I, I shut up, Lee. <laughs> I, I, I actually don't remember it the same way. I remember the Arsenal fan base being really disrespectful and harsh on Olivier Giroud, and not That's into the last, and not into the last year. And when he was at Chelsea, did I start hearing Arsenal fans saying, "Oh, actually, he's a really good player." I think the reason, the, the, the biggest, the biggest, um, what's the word? The biggest problem I think Giroud had amongst the Arsenal fan base is that he came in after Van Persie. Mm. Uh, he came yeah. in after Van Persie and, and the fan base almost expected him to be Van Persie. Okay. The last two years of Van Persie was absolutely, he was on fire. Yeah. And then Giroud, he left and Giroud came in. And a little bit like Arteta and Fabregas, Arteta came in after Fabregas and the fan base, I just think, didn't realign what Arteta was and didn't realign what Giroud was. Giroud was never going to be Robin Van Persie. He's not that talented in, in, on that level. But what Giroud did do was he was always an honest player in terms of gave 100%. And he scored some big goals for us. I always liked Olivier Giroud. I never criticised him ever. Never, ever, because I always saw him for what he was. I never thought he'd be world-class. I never thought he could lead us to a Premier League title. I saw him for what he was. And the fan base, I think, shut up, Lee. The fan base, um, I genuinely were hard on him because they expected him to be this world-class striker that he was never going to be. I think for him to be, to equal France's all-time top record scorer, I think is a phenomenal achievement for somebody that doesn't have a fraction of the talent that Thierry Henry did, but shows that he was honest, he was hard-working, and he put the minutes in and he started late. He didn't come through as a, as, a, as a youngster. I think there's a, there's a stat going around that he, he was in division th the French Division 3 like 12 years ago, something stupid like that. He's, he's done it. As James, he's done a lot in a very, very small period of time. I've always liked him. And if we had Giroud right now in this, in this January window, I think he would contribute to a title challenge. As James again says, he's not the guy that's going to win you a title. But we could do with someone like Giroud in our team right now. And I really was gutted when, we, when, when he left us. And look what he's done. Europa League at Chelsea, 
I think a cup, an FA Cup at Chelsea, a, a Serie A title, and now France's all-time record goal scorer. Giroud is a brilliant player, but he, just, he I don't think he was appreciated until he left Arsenal Football Club by the Arsenal fan base. Did he get the Champions League at Chelsea? No. Yeah. Yes. He did. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> At least this go. guy, this guy cleaned up. He's cleaned <laughs> up, James. He's a good player. Lee's got his hand up. Player. I don't know if he wants to make a Do point. You know what? Bring the back to the Emirates. Let's get him that Premier League title he's missing, and then send you know, and then and then build him a statue. For six months, James. I wonder if he could do a job for us. I really do. He, he would. He would. I'm not even joking. Player. Yeah. Can I, mean, can I, I, I say? Can I, can I have my say on Giroud now, please? Yeah. What do you reckon, Turkish? Me? What do you think? <laughs> Lee's quietly had his hand up there. Let's let's go to Lee. Mismanaged from day one. Right, and I'll tell you why he was mismanaged. You know, what I mean, never, never really played to his strengths. Never got a wide player in that could cross the ball. I'll tell you what, it'd be, it'd be lovely at Arsenal now. Be absolutely wonderful with what we've got now when we cross the ball in and things like that. Never ever done it. The times he used to make his run and we'd get to the byline and cut it back and things like that. Never played to his strengths. I think his hold-up play was fantastic. Never appreciated because of that. Um, did miss miss uh, miss its chances. That's what frustrated mm. a lot of people. But there wasn't no one around that would score goals if it wasn't for him. So there was a lot of pressure on him. Like you know, if if he missed a chance now, everybody go. Oh, I don't man. We got we got we create more. We create more. We weren't creating a lot more chances. And there was also the biggest biggest problem at one stage. He was the only forward we had for mm -hmm. uh, for yeah. about a year. So. I remember if he got injured or something, we was in trouble. So he was under immense pressure to deliver week in, week out. And I, I think it was unfair on him if I look back on it. And an unfair time here because I don't think he was managed right. If, if he was, you know, if he was to come to Arsenal now at 36, you know, you talk about Ronaldo and everything. Oh, we'll, we'll skip Ronaldo. I would be more and more happy if Giroud comes back to us at at this age now, like, and the fact is, the matter is, I never wanted Giroud to leave, really, but he had to leave before us to get a Bamian. But if we'd have got a Bamian and kept Giroud, I'll tell you what, Arsenal could have been a very because the pressure would have been off. We could have uh, gone to a plan B a lot better, and and, and also played um, Giroud and a Bamian in the same team, and it would have been a lot lot better. His hold up play, we we, and I'll tell you this now, he brings in the players. I know he didn't score in the World Cup when they won it. But he contributed by by mm -hmm. bringing in players like Mpape and all that. Like, do you imagine what he would do now with the likes of uh, Martinelli, Jesus, and everything like that? And just think about it. Like, if he was in the team now, I don't, I don't think Jesus would be going through a nine game nine game unbeaten, uh, you know, non scoring record because I think it'd, it'd be bold bulldozing people through for him and everything like that. I, I just think he was mismanaged by us. I remember watching a game once, and I. With Arsene Wenger, he was on, and we didn't put one cross. They took Giroud off, and they started crossing the ball. In yeah, this and I, you know, and I'm sitting on. He must have been sitting on the bench, going, "I don't believe what I'm seeing here," because I was watching in the stands and going, "I can't believe it." The one thing that I would say was a criticism of him: he wasn't lethal enough in front of goal at times. I remember the game against Swansea when we was desperate for he missed an open goal. But <clears throat> when I look back on it. All four was missed goals, you know. Uh, and, I, and I just think that if he was to come into this environment now, I think he'd thrive. 
I really do. I think it was just mismanaged. It was just wrong timing as well. He did have hot and cold moments, though. Like, um, you are right. All strikers' chances, absolutely. I remember some of his bad patches being bad, though. Um, he, he maybe some that's just mm. that might be just you know when you reflect on something that happened a kind of ten, eight to ten years ago, but also you're thinking of all these games. Maybe I'm not remembering it quite right, but Monaco. I just for some reason in what's that Monaco. Monaco is like the the one that does the rounds on Twitter every now and then. Yeah. Um, and that was a one. Listen again, that might just be one game, but I don't think it was. I seem to remember patches of form. You know, again, that graphic goes around, doesn't it? All all the games with no goals when we need to win the times. But it wasn't even just that. It would just be, there'd be patches in seasons where I'd be like, ah, and then there'd be patches where I'm like, wow, he's turned the corner. He's the the goal scorer. But I I think... um, Jordan's spot on. I mean, you're coming straight after Van Persie. And what was the whole thing? We need to replace Van Persie. Actually, I think Wenger probably made it quite clear that we can't just replace Van Persie. Which is why they signed Podolski and Giroud. It was, let's split the 30 goals between them. Um, but we, you know, we were kind of, I don't know, we were desperate for someone to fill in those shoes. I mean, we'd, we'd been blessed with, you know, Henri became Adebayor, Eduardo, Van Persie, we kind of had a, a real string of serious striking talent, didn't we? Um, and Bentham. And Bentham, and, and who could forget, of course. Um, and, and and Giroud, listen, Giroud's had a fabulous career, scored a lot of goals, clearly a very good player, clearly. Um, but it just wasn't a right fit for us, I suppose. Go on, Jordan. Turkish, I'm going to ask you, Turkish. Do you think Olivier Giroud makes Arsenal's top 10 strikers of the Premier League era? Oh, 100%. Yeah, he probably does, isn't he? Top 10s are quite a, a wide margin. Yeah. You think, about it. you think? Yeah. All right. So, All right. Ian Wright is in, Ian Wright's in there. Ian Wright, Did obviously, say- Henri's in there. Burkamp's in there. Henri has three. Van Persie, four. Yeah. Adi Bayor. Bayor's got to be in there. Anilka. Yeah. Six has got to be in there. If, if it weren't for the injury, Eduardo, but he obviously did get injured. Jesus, Jesus is even in there. Jesus has got to be in there. Jesus? Already? already? Yeah, you're, you're on already. seven and we're sure. People <laughs> right, might say seven. Eduardo, people might say... Aubameyang's got to be in there. Yeah. Aubameyang, hey, bloody yeah. hell. Lacazette like, like, make our top ten? No, 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 no. Well, he might that's not in there. <laughs> because I'm, Jesus is already better than Lacazette, man. That guy, man. That. All right, Will Todd. Yeah, Carnu. I'll give it to Will because he's a, he's an OG. Carnu. That's ten. <laughs> yeah, but Jeremy Reed. Ali Adier. <laughs> <laughs> Baptista. <laughs> that, who can forget the four at Anfield? There's a few questionable names in there though. Shabak, Bentner. Nah, he's far from them. He's far from them. Maybe he's eleven. Davosuke. I'm just saying, I don't think it's as easy as it's not as conclusive. It wouldn't, as it, it wouldn't be in the top ten of Arsenal anyway. Like, if, you know, if you go even before the Premiership, you wouldn't be in the. No, 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 in, not not, yeah, not yeah. Arsenal, no, no. But that's why I said no. Premier League era. Yeah, Premier League era. So yeah, I think you might get into the top ten. Just in the top ten. James, what'd you say? I get. I say. I guess maybe he doesn't make it then when you list off all those players. 
Um, no, he might. He might. I'm just saying. I think it's. I think it's. It's. it's... Yeah, there's a debate for a couple there that you can make. You know, um, but you know, Lee was it Lee that made a good point? Listen, I, I'm with James. Well, like you know, my J- good point, Circus. Yeah, quite often I gotta keep. He's brought the full circle, guys. Well done. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) Back to praise myself, right? What a lovely podcast. (laughs) Yeah, what was I gonna say? Yeah, Jesus definitely offers something without the goals too. But a point Lee made was was we didn't have a backup. Yeah, that was your point. But the point Lee (laughs) made was we didn't have a backup for Giroud, which highlighted his, his deficiencies even more. There's a lot of similarities to that now. And that's why I say with Jesus, as much as he's going to go through these patches of not scoring, we have to look at the club. If goals up top do dry up and then they cause a problem in the league, we have to look at the club and ask them, hold on. We all know what Jesus is. Same way, we all kind of knew what Giroud well, Less so when he came in, but we kind of quickly come to terms that Giroud's not really a main man but he can be a rotation slash backup option and it'd be a great rotation slash backup option. Similar with Jesus, not a rotation backup option because Jesus can fit into other areas in the pitch and still be as effective. But what happened with Giroud was the lack of depth in the position, the lack of goals coming in from behind in that position. And I think Jesus, as much as he's got the goals coming in from Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard and so on, the club have left it light again. So if there's anything that we can learn from that Giroud time, and in and hindsight's a beautiful thing, because when the rumours of Aubameyang were, were, were coming in, you know, I was the first to say I'd rather let go of Giroud than Lacazette. How wrong I was, because Giroud to back up Aubameyang would have been a lot better, in my opinion, than Lacazette trying to be forced in alongside Aubameyang and in turn rotating. And like I said, we saw our end. So... Hopefully, we learn our lesson from that because I do see similarities there. But we move. Um, Kevin Kevin Campbell, Theo Walcott. Well, I wouldn't Alan class Smith. Walcott as a striker. but Yeah, Walcott's always a wide player for me. But... All right. Honestly, I know we mentioned names like Adebayor. That's a debate for me, Giroud Adebayor. Um in the comments below, let us know. At, at Will, Tord, Will us Tord know. was used. Will Tord was used how he should have been used. Impact, yeah. rotation. That's why we'll tend to, tend to favour Will Tord, especially during those glory days. But <coughs> Giroud wasn't used how he was meant to be used, in my yeah, opinion. That, that's Hence, my point. That's more my pressure point. on him, more, you know, more um, critique because of that pressure. So it's a funny one. But, yeah, you make a good point, Jordan. Um, maybe we yeah, do that in a show come the summer. <laughs> Come the summer, maybe we do top five, top five midfielders, top five strikers. Yeah, whatever. that's a good one. That's a good one. We can do. Yeah, we can. We can. Ah, right, people, let's move on because we are forty minutes in. Um, where are we moving on to? Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. 
And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Talked about England, talked about France, touched in on Argentina. Well, just well done to Martinelli for his, obviously, well Cup debut and, and actually I thought in the limited time he had um, showed a little bit of what he's about which is just running at place yeah running in a minute. I'll tell you he's going to be I, 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 this, this just, he is going to be one hell of a player isn't he uh, I, I think you know what I mean do you know what I liked about him yesterday I, 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 do you know when like we've probably all been there at times and you go into a team or a club and you feel that maybe you shouldn't be there, you know, like, I don't like, you know, oh, there's some good players here and whatever, uh, and be a little bit, go in your, in your shell a little bit. Do you know what, do you know what I mean? He mm-hmm. just comes out there and just thinks, oh, oh, this confidence of him, like, you know, no, I should be here. I'm going to, I'm going to showcase my talent. And I love that attitude about players, you know, I, it, he's not un, un, overwhelmed by what's what's in front of him at, at a young age, you know. And and there was a little bit of hoo whether he should have actually gone or not, weren't there? Like, I, I, he just yeah. brushed that aside. I'm here. I'm going to enjoy it. And I just think that he's got that. He's got. He's only a young. He's he's quite. He's only a kid, but he, I I think he's got a mentality that I, I'm I'm really like this is going to take him far, you know, and we haven't had players with that sort of mentality for a very, very long while. He's got it in abundance, boys. And I'm telling you yeah. like, you know, and just that little cameo yesterday tells me, I like what I see. He's hungry. He's hungry. Yeah. There's something about him. There's something about him. Like, you know, can, can I just say, cause I'm running out of things to say now, but just, I, I'm, I'm looking at a lot of this world cup through the prism of Arsenal and Man City. So I'm also looking at how we're going to come back and Man City, and I was thinking about it just a minute ago. If you go through Man City's, well, I can't say team, but squad, how many of their players are actually heavily in their right positions at this World Cup after round one? I'm thinking Foden didn't start. Rodri played a centre-back for Spain. Yeah. Yeah. Edison didn't start. I think Belgium are my big team to get knocked out in the group stage. I know they won, but I, I, I'm not having Belgium. So, you know, how well will De Bruyne do with, with Belgium? Cancelo, all right, yeah, give you Cancelo. He he, he started for, for for Portugal. Yeah, but he got um, roasted. Yeah, he did, he did have a great game. He, he got have roasted. Game. He, he had have a great game. game. Harland isn't even at the World Cup. Uh, who else? There, Grealish doesn't start for England. Stones, all right, a good, had a good Stones, game yeah. for England. I guess the point I'm making is I'm looking at a lot of Arsenal, Man City's players, and I can't work out if it's better if they're playing or not playing in terms of Arsenal's prospects from when they return? Is it better that players are playing and getting minutes or do we, is it not, is it uh, do better you know that they don't play? It's a great point. I'm, I'm not bothered. I, I would have been bothered if it was a summer. Do, mm. do, I, I'll be honest, right? I've been going, why ain't France playing, whatever, I hope they get beat now, like, you know what I mean? But I'm looking at France and thinking like, well, if he ain't playing, so what? You know what I mean? If he is playing, great. I wasn't that disappointed that the two Brazilian boys weren't playing, but then you know they got on, and then I'm thinking, oh, do I want them on? I, 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 I'm, you know, if I, I think if they're not playing, then so be it. If they are, it's good. The one, the one thing I think it will be good if I, I think it'd be actually good for someone like Martinelli just get, get, getting little bits of it. Yeah, you know, I tend like, to agree. Yeah, 
you know, yeah. like Saliba, I, I think will come in at some stage because I think he's just too good not to, to do it. But if they come in, they come in. If they don't, they don't. I, you know, part of the World Cup is watching your, it, your players over the years. I've always liked it. You know, if if it, we know, like I've, I'd sort of follow France because we had a contingent <coughs> of France players, Spain or whatever. But now I'm thinking to myself, I've still got my this World Cup. I'm going to be really honest with you. I've got my Arsenal club head on yeah. as well, like, you know. So maybe that's why I'm not feeling it as much. I don't know because, you know, I've still got me, you know, I still wear my Arsenal shirt, you know. I mean, I don't know, it's you know. Fir- it's the first tournament we've gone into, regardless of whether it's some, because I agree with you on the summer point, the season's done and dusted. You can focus on internationals. You want to see the players back in action. But I think this is the first international tournament we've gone into where, it's not a it's not necessarily a welcome break from club football because a lot of the time I'm you know over the years Arsenal and the way we've been underperforming and top four being a trophy and all that I looked at international football as a little bit of a break from from those low standards but now Arsenal are flying high I'm looking ahead as I don't mind it it's a welcome break but I want to see Arsenal back in action quick fast and and Fully Looking forward to the friendlies already. I am. Looking it's fun, isn't it? <laughs> because T- Tommy Asu um, came on, and I believe went off whether it was cramp or injury or whatever. Obviously, we hope he's okay. But then there is a little part of me that's really happy that he played his part in well, such a massive win. So mm. it's kind of a weird one, like from an Arsenal perspective. And I've actually checked up, checked in the news on how he is and whether he's fit or whatever. From an Arsenal perspective, you're thinking, oh, no, I don't want him to be anywhere near that pitch. But actually, for him, that's such a massive moment. Um, and, you know, I want him to be a key part of the Japan team for the World Cup for him. Because, like we said many times in previous shows, I think we really care about these players, you know. So it's, it's a different, like, I get, I do get what we're all saying about, you know, getting a bit, a few minutes here and there. Um but at the same time, I, I kind of do find myself more happy for them when they are getting, you know, the, the, the significant minutes and playing big parts more than I'm thinking, oh, no, this is bad for Arsenal. And, and Tommy Ashley, by the way, contributed to that when I was 1-0 down when he came on. I thought he was superb for that 45 minutes. But um, 45 minutes is enough. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, on one hand, you see Saka starting the game, scoring two goals, getting a man of the match. And I love that. On the other hand, you see Saliba not start, and I love that because it's yeah, it's a yeah. weird thing. Isn't it? It's actually exactly how I feel. It is that weird, isn't it? Like, you know what I mean? yeah. Tomiyasu comes on at half time. I mean, well, we've, we've however long to go. Um, I love that. Um, Partey, yeah, I think he he, he done okay. I, I want, I'm sorry, I'm going to upset Ghana fans. I want I want them out. I want him back as soon as possible. I, I thought he was superb yesterday. I, I, and, and I love the Ghana way that they're playing. And part of, again, I'm going to say part of me wants Ghana to go on, but they're not going to win it, guys. So for me, like, you know, get him back in, get him back in that Dubai hotel and put some cotton wool around him because he is key, key for Arsenal in this in this uh, title running and whatever. I thought he was superb yesterday. I don't know if you agree with me, but I, I just some of the Little ones, they try to get close to him. For that, um, Bruno tried to get him a cut. So every time he tried, he just popped it off and went round him. Ah, oh, yeah, I absolutely love the fellow. He, he was superb yesterday. Was that? Um, no, go on, go on, Turkish. Was was that the best game of the tournament so far? 
Yeah, I enjoyed that game yesterday. I've got to say, I think that you didn't know who was going to win. And I've got to say, the bit at the end, oh. where the girl, oh, if he didn't slip, I would have been going mad. You know what I mean? I thought yeah. it was a good game. I thought it was a really good game. Never a penalty, by the way. I think it's because, you know, they, I nope. don't know why that was given. But, um, you know, Jordan was saying that one against uh, England was a penalty and whatever that. But, you know, that was never a penalty. It'd be fuming if that was against Arsenal, like, you know. But, you know, uh, Ronaldo turned up, didn't he? And I thought he played well, Ronaldo. I've got to say that, like, you know. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, I'll tell you what, Portugal got some players, you know. I, I didn't realize, you know, when you talk about yeah. Uruguay, yeah. by the way. I've said from before, I, I think I think Brazil aside, maybe France, they've got the best 11 in the competition. I think they've got mm. a better 11 than, than England. I'm taking their 11 before England. Just. Awesome. So got got some, really good team. Got Diaz at the back, you know what I mean? Diaz and Cancelo is, is uh, in a part of that. Their midfield is, you know, you know um, Carvalho don't get in it. You know what I mean? Like he comes on like last 20 minutes and I think they've got some bloody good players, yeah. Portugal. Even right, left you know, back, so. they got Guerrero, but Mendes mm. on the bench. They're in midfield, mm. they got Neves, they got Neves. Neves yeah, they got yeah, they've got Coutinho. some players, I tell you. It's crazy. Jota players. didn't make the tournament. I think if Jota came, that would have been massive. Yeah. Vieira didn't even get the didn't even make the squad. Yeah. Apparently, uh, apparently he who shall not be named played very well as well. Yes, he I did play very well. Game. I thought yeah. he had a very, very good game. Yeah, he was good. Very, was very good, good game. <laughs> and I want to I did put it in the WhatsApp group, obviously for um, you know, for reasons we can't play on, on the show. Um, but I did Ask the very loyal Forever Arsenal podcast fan base um, if they could edit up Jordan facing Walter uh, <laughs> Oh, White. that's fantastic. That was fantastic. And uh, I just want to shout him out. Mark, Mark McKenna, he sent it through to me on Instagram. Um, how he found those clips of Jordan like that. And I He's wish we could well. show you guys. We've got to try and find it. We've got to see if we can play that. I'll give it to social team, maybe. Um, yeah. Now, what, what you got to do is upload it and upload it on YouTube and do the and have it do the checks. If it does the checks and it's fine, then we can play it next next show. If it does the checks and say issue with copyright, then yeah, we'll have to we'll well, have to say thank we'll you. But good night. Yeah, yeah. Well done, Mark. Uh, it's worth playing. It's worth coming. Let's just do that, James. See if we can get that on. Right, we'll on. try to get it's it out. It's very good. It's yeah. very good. Well done, Mark. Thanks for sending that through. Yeah. Uh, people, thank you. It's been 50 minutes, so we are going to call it a day. Can Jordan. I just pick up quickly another fan of the programme that I bumped into at the Brunswick Centre in... Before you big, uh, before you big him up, who's his favourite? Well, I'm assuming it was me because he didn't mention your name. <laughs> right, anyway, me. great show, boys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good one, yeah. Right. See you later. Yeah, cheers. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> Adios. For, for once, they didn't say, oh, I love Turkish, I love Turkish. He didn't, he didn't say anyone's name. He just kind of said, I see the show. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> ah, these guys. For those listening on the audio, I think we should do that. Lee and Jay. Oh, all three of you. Oh, is that what it is? Is that what it is? For those listening on the audio feed, James, Lee and Turkish have been childish and have all tapped out their, their cameras in, in protest of, of not being <laughs> mentioned by a fan. Pathetic. But you know what? I'm still here in vision and in sound as well.
Even though I'm going to be done on that. <laughs> so, so anyway, thank you to the young man and his mother who got a photo and said they love the show. I forgot your name, my friend, but big up yourself. Thank What a shout out. What a shambles. He swanged on all about that. He forgot his name. You know who you are. You know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> oh, you can't write this, can you? You can't write it. Another one that won't be named on Jordan's list, but yeah, yeah for other exactly. reasons. It won't be known because he's forgot it. It's a joke. What's a joke? Ah, we're going to wrap the young up man here. and his mum. Anyway. No, but we're here. Uh, how, hang on, comment of the week. There were some great comments this week. Lee, what have you got? You've got to have some comments uh, of the week this week. Thought, there were some oh, brilliant oh, comments. I forgot to do comment in a week. Oh, Lee. There were some great ones. Well, you know, because we didn't do it last time. So I thought because we were doing World Cup. World Cup, like, you know what I mean? Oh, so, uh, no, week, I'll do two week. next week. I'll do two all next right, week. All right, right, you know? all right. We'll all double right. up. We'll take one from the last show as well. So, we yeah, we'll we'll double up. We'll double up, like, you know, we'll double up. To be honest with you, I think moving forward, we'll have maybe we all pick one out and make it a bit fairer. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, what I mean, putting pressure on me all the time, like, yeah, like, poorly. It's a bit hard. There was 931 comments the other day, like, you know what I mean, like. I got on the train, got to, to got the studio, and I thought, oh, so I got back on the other train because I had to read them all. Went the long way round. Yeah, took a four-hour journey. Went to Manchester and back. Like, you know, people, big up Jordan, big up James, big up Lee, as always. But most importantly, big up you guys. Keep on watching the show, keep on supporting, hit the like button, get the video up to a thousand, nice and early, people. And as always, leave your comments in the comment section. We've missed comment of the day a couple of times now, but we are going to catch up next time, as Lee said. And we'll all be picking one out. So make sure you guys leave your comments, as always. Hit the like button, as always. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure the notification bell is on. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And make sure you're back here Monday, Tuesday, where the next pod will be after the second round of fixtures. Let's see how it's looking. Love for the love, people. We are out. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.